Another episode of the NRL Supercoach All Stars podcast. This is Barnsley, and this week uh, we've got Billy back in. How's it been going, Billy? Aside from Supercoach, because I know that's not been going too well. Ah, that's all right, mate. Still enjoyable to watch. Ah, good, mate. Things have been going good. It's good for you to have a uh, champion back on the show. I haven't been listening to those catfish episodes. I've been. I don't like the off the uh, off weeks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, mate. I've been plummeting down the ranks with you. Don't worry, my um. My key ring's looking more and more out of sight this year. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just been a, I mean, it was a terrible round. I mean, you've got Gareth Widdop, who thankfully I didn't captain. I had a pretty good captain in Cleary. He got his 75. But um, Gareth Widdop obviously getting his big three points. Um, I avoided AJ, um, which I thought was really, really good to start the round. And I actually started off really well. But, um, but even though I avoided AJ, I had to play Lafayette. And Lafayette stuck it up with 16 points anyway. So, really, I should just say the Dragons just ruined my weekend. Yeah, I got spattered too, mate. I think everyone kind of had with it. You, you can't not play him versus the Eels. I, uh, I had AJ out, but decided to put him back in at the last minute because uh, Gutherson got moved to sound three quarter, and I figure AJ would still AJ would kill him at fullback. So. Yeah, pretty much sums up the season. And Captain Cook for the first time all year. I figure I'm sick of getting beat by the crowd, so I run with the sheep. And yeah, just uh, I think I'll uh, start doing some research in February next year, mate. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the 2020. Eh? <laughs> I'm actually I can't wait until the off season because I want um, I want to get back to January so I can just start a new team and we can just go all again because I'm I'm almost at the end of my rope with this year with. Uh, some of the injuries and uh, form slumps and all that type of stuff. But anyway, we won't lament about each of our seasons down for Billy. We'll um, save it till the end of the year. Um, uh, I think it's, ex- it's exciting time for all the other head-to-head owners, mate. So let's rip uh, through them and see what we can find for them. Well, I should say uh, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm whinging a little bit about overall, but I am a bit of a heavy head-to-head player too. So it's a hard balance overall suffering, but head-to-head. I've got three cash comps and I'm, I've won all of them this week. So I've got two that I've got a week off and one that I've got to play for survival. So it's um, not not all bad. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's might get... Be a, uh, yeah, it might be a couple of sneaky sneakies this, this week, mate, with a uh, couple of uh, injuries or benchings and suspensions like for feeder-type movements. So could be a uh, could be a uh, week to move if... Uh, you got a trade or two up the sleeve? Yeah, I actually think it'll be a really good week. Um, so that's a good segue into letting listeners know how we're going to run things this week. So, guys, we're not going to do a normal market watch segment and then go into TLT, um, basically because this time of the year, um, market watch is very different. Um, really, it's a week-to-week prospect, and you're just looking, uh, if you're a head-to-head player, you're basically looking at um, who's going to get you the win and the victory this week. And it's just this short-term plan of who you're going to buy this week to get you the win if you've got the trades. Um, and if you're an overall player, uh, it's really only a couple-of-week proposition that you're looking at. So um, very different to the start of the season when you're doing uh, cashies and then when you're looking at, you know, who might have a good month run and then you on-sell them or whatever, this is the business end and it's really a week-to-week proposition. So what we're going to do is we're going to 
um, combine TLT and market watch, and we're going to go straight into TLT. And during TLT, we're going to highlight uh, whether we think um, that game's going to be a good super coach game this weekend, and who we think you could probably target or not target um, based on the matchup for this weekend. Because, like I said, um, I think whether you're head to head or you're overall at this point, you really should just be looking at using all your trades by the end of the year and just looking at what the best two guys this weekend are going to be performance-wise and trying to get those guys into your squad. Um, Billy, you're pretty much on board with that um, style of thinking? Yeah, pretty much, mate. Just do what you can to get through the next couple of weeks. Pot or two if you can, if you're high enough in the rankings. But getting a, it's um, pretty... Um, it's uh, a lot closer than it has been in previous years up the top sort of five or ten. So anything could happen in the, uh, the last three weeks. Yep, certainly could. So the first game is the Broncos versus the Rabbits. Um, so this one, I'm not too sure. It's probably one of the few games where I don't really know how it's going to go. The Broncos haven't been in great form. Souths have been okay, but they've got a lot of injuries. Um, so the Broncos team list, it's pretty much the plan. Um, they had their uh, centre that debuted, Shabowski or Shibasaki, I should say, pronounced that one wrong, um, dropped to the reserves with Jordan Kahu coming back. Um, but aside from that, they've just got Maguire back from suspension and him and Lodger starting. Um, the good news for super coaches is TPJ still got his starting jersey, so that's positive. Um and overall, um, not too many changes for the Broncos aside from getting some cattle back. For the Rabbits, um, Alex Johnson obviously had that hamstring injury. It's not as bad as first thought, uh, which is good, but he's definitely not going to play this weekend. Um, likewise, uh, Campbell is also out. Um, so we've got Braden Burns and Tyrrell Fermano in the centres and Heimel Hunt and Richie Kenner on the wings. Um, so... Not a great-looking backline for South, but other than that, they're pretty much the program. Um, so let's start off with the Broncos, Billy. Um, I don't really see any big buys or sells for them, but I do have a couple of pods that I wanted to throw out there and get your two cents on. Um, the first one is Asako, um, and I'm not suggesting necessarily to buy Asako, but that South backline of you know Hunt, Braden Burns, Fumano, uh, Richie Kenner isn't fantastic. It's a pretty weak one. Um, Isako's kicking um, and also could be in line for some meat. I reckon he might be a good player if you're owning this week. Yeah, pros and cons there, but mate, um, um, it's the Rabbits and um, they've got a point to prove they're in some good form at the moment. Um, it is in Brisbane's and um, uh, Pengai Jr. is back, so that adds a bit of a strike power on, on the edge. So, um, um, the game's in Brisbane, so Brisbane tend to go a bit better up here. Um, so maybe he gets an extra couple of kicks at goals, but I mean it's still it's still South but So how many extra kicks is he going to get? And it's um it's a Thursday night game too. And historically, if you look through the stats, um, um, I don't think I've seen too many sort of a high scoring um, uh, SD players throughout the year. So I I know what you're saying, but I, I would probably pick a. Uh, another 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 day or or a different team to throw Azarko, so I wouldn't try him in this week if, if you had him. But if it meant playing him over you know AJ or someone like that, then you haven't really got a choice. So he's not the worst. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a bit of a pod play because I don't think too many are, are going to play him um, because they are playing against South. But just that backline really sticks out to me for South Sydney. Um, but I will 
I will stress it's a pod play, um, and this next guy is a big pod play. Bit of a dark horse one. Um, one guy that did catch my eye in this matchup for the Broncos was uh, James Roberts. He hasn't gone that fantastic. He's been a little bit up and down, um, but the reasoning again is that if I'm playing matchups and I really have pretty steady side and I'm looking for a bit of a pod that might be able to explode, um, Jimmy Roberts has not scored a try, not scored too many tries um, sort of in the last couple of months. He had a bit of a spree before that. He's had solid 40s um, without doing too much or exploding. I guess for me, he's 380k, which makes it pretty easy if you've got like a Remus Smith or something from the Dogs just to go a straight swap and be able to keep some depth in your side. And if you want to do that pod play this week, um, particularly I'd probably like to leave him in my reserves and see how the matchup's playing. Um, But um, because they're playing first, it's going to be hard to do that. So you are going to have to play him straight up. But former club as well, Billy, they always get up against their former clubs. And I just feel like that Jimmy might be in for um, a double this week if the Broncos score a couple of tries. Um, I'm surprised you went there, actually, um, mate. I, I, I honestly couldn't do it. Um, I know he's, I know he's due a try, but it's, um, yeah, look, it's still Thursday night. It's cold up here. I, I, uh, it, uh, the only thing I'll give you is that it's an interesting um, South back line. It's, it's, it's not like they're really renowned for defence. I mean, Hunt, Burns, Fuey, and Kenner. So, yeah, he, he could go in for a double. Um, the guy, the guy is due. Um, uh, Broncos do need to win, but uh, I think it's a bit too risky, mate, especially given that it's the first game of the weekend. I'd rather sort of save a pod play for the end of the weekend if you really, really needed to, because let's face it, the, the only people going for overall now are people in the top, top sort of 10, 15 or 20 or however compressed that is. So most people are going for a head-to-head run now, so I wouldn't be risking a, a trade or a play on a guy like that uh, this early in the weekend versus Souths, mate, so... It's um it's a pod play, but it's a really risky play, and it would really depend on how tight you are versus uh, whoever you're playing against. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit warmer to it than what you are, even though I agree with you and everything you said is probably right. Um, I just um I'm a guy who has played guys like Lafay and all these other center wings, and you know BJ's gone on at the tear, scoring like 80s and 90s the last sort of month, but before that he was scoring 30s every week. You just can't pick the centre wing. Um, so, I mean, it's not that there's that many other appealing options out there as sort of your fourth centre wing that you're going to throw in there. So I'm going to throw him out there as a bit of a pod play. Certainly I don't expect everyone to trade him in. Um, and maybe if, I guess, you're uh, battling the odds and you're coming up against, you know, maybe first place, lost their head-to-head and they've got to play this week or something, and they've got a much better squad than yours and um, you just don't have the trades, maybe that's... Uh, a time to throw a hand grenade, James Roberts in there and hope for the best. But uh, we'll move on from, from Roberts. And the only other guy I'll highlight in that Broncos side, Billy, is um, your former love child, TPJ. Um, I'm really happy that he's named to start again. Apparently, um, the word is that he's looked better this week than he has in months. So he's over those leg injuries and those niggles and stuff. So I'm I'm going to be starting TPJ this week, um, and I'm pretty happy to do it as well. Is he going to be riding your pine, or are you going to have him out there? Oh, it's either him or Fafita, mate, and one of them starting. So I'll, I'll be all over TPJ. Um, yeah, he just had a he's had a bit of a frustrating year, mate. He's he's um he was we picked him earlier in the year because we would have taken 
you know, 45, 45 minutes um, off the bench and uh, using points early in the season with that massive uh, PBM. So he started showing the offload that first game and, and then, then he tucked it away. And um, then he, then he, um, he had, had a starting cameo that he went back to the bench, then he got injured and then he had cameo, pro, cameo uh, 13 time and then edge time and then... Uh, mate, He's been a frustrating player to own this year because you just don't know how many minutes he's going to be on the field, whether he's going to be gassed or injured or what. But you're right, he's he's named on the edge. He seems to be a lot healthier now. Um, so, yeah, I'd be playing at home too, so I would not play him this weekend if you like the forwards. But um, if it was if it came down to choosing him him over Kikau, I'd probably I'd probably play Kikau. But, um, yeah, if, if it's him or him or Fafita or someone like that, I know who I would choose him, mate. Yeah, I'm um, I'm tipping TPJ for a bit of a glory run home. I think he's going to win some people some grand finals this year. He's got that last match up against Manly as well. So uh, I like him this week. I reckon he's going to step up against this South Pack. Um, so the only other one that I'll mention is um, a lot of people are going to be like me, stuck to play Milford. Um, so I've got Widdop in my 5-8 spot and no trades left. Um, Milford, I'm actually warming to in this game as well, at Suncorp at least. Um, if I have to play him, at least I get to play him at Suncorp. I don't. I actually think that um, the Broncos are going to step it up a little bit, and I really can't get past how bad that back line looks for South um, without GI there, and also without uh, you know the second the second string guy in Campbell being there. They have to go to the third string guy. Um, I, I'm kind of happy about Milford this week. Do you reckon he? can step up in Suncorp. Have you liked some of what you've been seeing lately or are you still just completely off him? Mate, I vomit every time I look at him on the screen. That's it. The only thing worse than our South back line this year is freaking Milton. The guy's, the guy's <laughs> useless, mate. From an, SC, from an SC point of view, he's just turned into an absolute bomb. I'm suffering and I'm still... I, I bought him to start the year. I sold him and I bought him back for some stupid reason. He's done nothing since. So I, I can't see him doing anything. He doesn't even anywhere near interested or capable of doing anything. I wouldn't touch him. Um, he was actually a polled on, on Addicts um, a couple of days ago. Uh, I think it was yesterday or today. They asked him. I was really good on the bus. They said... Uh, name the player that you are most likely or unlikely to start with next year. And dead eighty percent of people said Milford. So it kind of tells you how uh, how ordinary a season has been, mate. And the fact that he's playing the Souths, so I, I wouldn't even play him versus the Titans, mate. To be honest. Well, it means he's going to be a pod that's good. We'll start with him next year, and he'll be a full pod. It'd be great. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather play with it in the hospital, mate. Well, it's a big call. Well, yeah, you actually can't even use with it to loop, um, and that was going to be my move if I was going to do the loop. Um, I was going to use Widdop to do it and not play Milford. Can't even do it because Milford's the first game this week. So <laughs> both Milford and Widdop are still sticking it to me. Um, so it's going to be a case of playing Milford for me this week. Um, bit of a shining light, though. I think you're being a little bit harsh on him. He's, um, to be fair, he's um, since post round 13 by, um, he's actually averaged close to 60 points during that span. Um, but there was yeah, a really. To be fair, he's been on ten points with five minutes to go in every one of those freaking games too. Doesn't matter when you get the points, mate. You get all the points in the seventy-ninth minute, the seventh minute. There's still points. Doesn't matter. But he had a really quite a good run um, between round sixteen to um, round nineteen. He actually averaged just under seventy points a game, uh, around about sixty-eight points a game for that month. 
Um, and he only had one score in there below 62, with a 106, 62, 71, and 49. So three out of four of those games were at Suncorp. Um, I think it gives me a little bit of hope, and maybe the Milford owners that have to play him, we can give him a little bit of hope that his form has looked better um, in the last couple of months than what it did before. But I don't know whether that's saying much about his form before or about his improvement. Mate, honestly, I would rather play Lodge. He's turned into a bit of a beast lately. Knows how to find a line. It's going to get you 50 points just being on the park. Well, Corbin I, Sims I, I, is a new try scoring machine. Him, him, him over Milford. Corbin, hey. Sims, Corbin Sims is a new try scoring machine. He's, he's scored like six tries in three games. He's just killing it. It's unbelievable. I was mentioning yeah. on the internet to uh, a couple of guys that were chatting that it's almost like the Jack Reed run of four years ago where he went from being a 15 points per game bum to averaging like 100 points for about four or five weeks just scoring all these tries. I love this time of year with forwards because you look at any um, any prop that hasn't scored for the year and you can pretty much guarantee that the, the 80% of them are going to go over the line to avoid the nitty run, mate. <laughs> I call it last year with Tolman. I call it last year with Graham. Dead set. If you want to make some coin, go out and have a look at all four, all all starting front row forwards. They haven't scored a try this year, and put put a, put five bucks on anyone, every single one of them to score um, a try at any time throughout the game, or even last try score or something. See if you jag something. Oh. I reckon to get half of them in, inside the next three games. Not bad advice there, Billy. But um, let's move away from the Broncos and go to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, one of the buys that stuck out for me um, is a guy who a few weeks ago I was worried about South's upcoming run and I didn't really want to buy him. Um, but uh, Angus, your mate Crichton, he's, um, he's been the goods um, for the second half of the season in particular and he had a really good game on the weekend as well. In a losing side against the Roosters, um, he scored 78 points. And that was one of the ones where I didn't think he was going to go as well in. He scored 73 points a week before against the Storm. Again, one of the ones I didn't think he'd go as well in. Um, so he's looking like a pretty good replacement, if um, particularly if you own Tom Alolo and you have to win this weekend and you don't have very much depth in your second row. Um, I could see Angus as a really good purchase. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't do this in the first half of the year, eh? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being bitter. Um yeah, it doesn't matter who he's who he's playing, mate. Um, the fact that he can do ah, oh, uh, let, let's be honest, uh, the Storm aren't uh, the team they used to be, but it still was the Storm, mate. Um, yeah, look, Angus did this pretty much all, all year last year. He was he was pretty much um, an, an attacking player. Um, the first half of this year, I don't think he really went over the line too much. Maybe once or twice um, at the most. He still averaged around sixty-two or something just pre going up to the first first or second buy, I think it was. And, yeah, he seems to have come um, good a little bit lately. He's um, he's averaging a lot better now. So, um, yeah, Crichton's back, mate. Um, I, coming into the finals, I, I couldn't really think of too many uh, second rowers or, or 13s that you would uh, want to trade in over the top of him. So, uh, for a guy that's got um, a, high ba- a high base and potential upside, then, yeah, mate, no reason not to. Yeah, he's got a um, five-round average of 75 coming into this week. And across that five-round average of 75, he's averaging over 50 points in pure base. So he's yeah. he, he's really, really strong. And I'm actually going to say, for me, I think he's the number one forward purchase of the week. Um, if you want to win some games this yeah. weekend and you need to trade out one of your forwards, whoever it is, uh, I'd be trading for Crichton. And I'll go as far to say, 
if you've got someone on the pine that you're not going to be able to start, that's your 18th, 19th man that you really like, just get rid of them so you can play Angus. Um, like a Joe Tappany might be a flavour of the month because of his big points last week. I'd be selling him straight to Angus just to be able to play him. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Angus Crichton, moving to the Chooks next year, would you, he, he's average, he started slow this year, so he's going to be, if, if he played for Southampton again next year, he would be undervalued in my opinion. But moving to the Chooks with a much stronger team, would you pick him to perform straight away or or is it still like a you know, five-eighth or a half, still needs to sort of gel with the team and you would sort of hold off? I wouldn't pick him straight away, um, for no. mainly because of what you said. I think that it's going to take some time for him to gel. Um, not too much time, but yeah. because he does like to run some of those nice lines and stuff. Uh, I don't think it will take the Roosters long to figure it out, but um, yeah, I wouldn't get him straight away. Having said that, um, the counter-argument to that would be that he's going to be really enthusiastic going to a new club and he's going straight into an 80-minute role. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a wrong move, I think, but I won't personally do it. Other than that, a uh, bit of a score check, Billy. What do you reckon is going to happen in this one? Broncos, South, who's getting up? What sort of super coach game do you think it's going to be? I can say to get up, but only by less than 12, purely because it's inside Brisbane. Yep. I actually reckon that it's um, an even money contest this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos spring an upset, so I'm going to sit on the fence. I think it's going to be a solid super coach one. Solid super coach matchup. Don't have, don't have a lot of people turn up to you because it's Thursday night after after hours. Um, in um, Suncorp's in, uh, pretty much in the city, so they'll, they'll have a reasonable turnout. Yep. Lots of... Uh, Clients taking their clients out, mate. It'll be almost not a full house, but it'll be uh, significantly uh, packed, I reckon. Nice. Well, the next one's um, a lot more interesting for Supercoach. It's the Manly Seagulls versus the Gold Coast Titans. Um, this one's really, really interesting. As far as the team news goes, though, the Seagulls are almost exactly the same as last week. They've got Lloyd Perrett replacing Paseca, and that's the only change. The Titans have got Brenko Lee returning from his hamstring injury uh, in place of Brendan Elliott. So either way they go, whether it's Elliott or Lee, it's still going to be a bit of a defensive nightmare for the Titans in the centres. Um, so let's start off with the Sea Eagles, Billy. I'm pretty excited to own any Sea Eagles. Um, unfortunately, I don't own many at all. But as far as buys go, um, I'm going to throw a guy out there that's only just been started to, to come to talking point the last few days, um, and that's Daily Cherry Evans. Um, he had a really big score of 91 points last weekend. Um, he's got the goal kicking back the last couple of weeks. People are obviously going to need to move Widderborn to another half, um, and if you've got that dual flexibility, um, you could move Widderp and obviously move the dual around and get in a halfback like DCE. Uh, I actually see him as a, a premium buyer for this week, particularly going up against the Titans, who um, obviously aren't too great, and the Seagulls are playing pretty good footy at the moment. Mate, I would have to sell uh, Brimson in order to do that, and I've just noticed he's lifted at fullback. I don't know how the, how the hell I missed that. Uh, Cherry Evans, uh, if he's got the goal kicking back and he's playing the Titans, mate, he's uh, definitely on your own. I, I wouldn't... Uh, I don't know if I'd buy him. I'd, uh, what's the next two games? So... After, 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 after Titans, sorry? Uh, so after the Titans, um, they've got the West well, West Tigers and then the Brisbane Broncos. I would be more concerned about the Tigers than the Broncos, but I would, mate. I think you're right. I think he's a decent pod to sort of finish the year, but I'd be scared. I'd be scared to death if I had to rely on him for head to head because he could go 
um, 30 or 130. He does have the goal kicking back the last couple of weeks, so he does have that nice buffer there. Yeah, they probably probably lifts him to sort of 45 or so without really doing anything, you would think. Um, yeah, I think it um, takes a lot of the risk out of it, um, gives him a, a, lot, a lot higher ceiling. Particular, and if you really, really need to win this week, um, he's playing at home versus the Titans. So I think you could be right, mate. I think he'd be a half decent purchase. Yeah, he's um, he's coming off ninety one on the weekend, but the weekend before he scored a hundred points. So it's a it's a pretty good strike rate the last couple of weeks. And I have thought that the the Seagulls have played a little bit better um, than what they have been. He's got a five yeah. round average of seventy one as well. So. Uh, mate, I hear what you're saying, though, as far as relying on him down the straight. Um, I would say a lot of people would own SJ, um, and you can kind of, you know, alternate and maybe just play SJ next week if you're worried about the Tigers' defence away at Campbelltown and, and sort of go yeah. from there. But for this week against the Titans, I mean, I'd go as far to say I'd maybe put the VC on him. Yeah, I was tempted to buy Trevojevic um, this week and do the same thing. But, yeah, um, Terry's a good option. Really good option. Bit of a pod one for you. Um, looking at the Seagulls lineup, a guy that uh, we spoke about buying for, I think, the first buy round, um, and I got him and sold him and made some money and I was happy, but um, Big Sean Lane, would you believe that he's got a five-round average of 81 points and in the last two months he's been, I think, the best second rower and in the top 10 best super coach players that there is? Yeah, because I spruced him last year and I spruced him this year and I bought him this year, but he didn't do it when I bought him. <laughs> he, he waited until he got in, he waited until he got injured and I sold him. Of course he did. So there, <laughs> I said it. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you this. All this crap sums up my season. I had him two months ago. Yeah, he's um he's really come good. It's uh, I think that he was um playing for a contract as well, but I'll rattle off some numbers for you uh, from last week down. The guy's a unit, mate, and he also moved to 13 as well. But, yeah, um, yeah, go, go off, yeah, sorry, go for his edge numbers. Well, the last five weeks, he's scored five tries for starters, all with line breaks, right. and he scored 62, 109, 74, 62, and 100 points in the last five weeks. He has been an absolute gun. The best part about that is that in that five-week span, he did that to – teams including the Storm, Roosters and Sharks, who mostly teams want to stay away from, he averaged almost 90 points against those three gun defensive sides. So he has been really, really good. Um, and he's coming up against a Titans side that's got some really weak edge defence. So as a pod option, you know, we just spruced Angus, but Angus has got some reasonable ownership. Um, Sean Lane is a real pod. He's, he's only owned by you know under ten percent of coaches, and he's got a real chance of getting another try. I'd be concerned about buying him, but because like you said, he scored a couple of sixties in there with tries, so he's one of those guys that can go sixty or hundred with a try. So, he, he, um, trust me, look, when when you own him, when he's not scoring those, he really concerns you because he's on sort of fifteen or twenty five at half time, but. He can also have those games where he's on for the 45 or half time. It just depends on his work rate, what's happening, who, he, who he's playing, how much involvement um, there is on, on his side of the field. And, yeah, obviously that that, um, that obvious clutch attack uh, um, as to whether or not he gets through, mate. But, yeah, he, he is a bit of a tall unit. 
Well, is it only owned by one percentage? One percent of teams, apparently. I've just double checked. One percent of teams, and he's been the best second row over the last couple of months. Yeah, he didn't start performing until pretty much everyone ran out of buys, and unless he's um, he was really only useful for buy cover. He's not going to he's not going to persist with a seventy five average weight. I'm telling you that right now. The guy will drop off, but. Um, he, he, he was useful for a particular point in time but it's just a shame that he's kind of picked now and no one really sort of wants him and there's no guarantee that he's going to score that 75 when you want him but. Mate, I'd be buying him just for this week honestly um, we wouldn't. spoke about it before but it's just oh, sorry, versus, versus, versus Titans maybe yeah yeah we, like, we spe- like we said at the start um, these purchases it's if you're a head-to-head player there's, there's no point in go- getting guys that are going to have a good round 24 or 25 if you're in a sudden death final, you got to win this week. So, you know, who are the best forwards this week and which ones of them do you not have? And that's how I'd be doing my trades to win head-to-heads. And second row, he scores tries. He scores a lot of tries. He can get attacking stats playing against the Gold Coast Titans and playing at home at Lotto Lind. I'm all over Sean Lane for this week if I had trades and 1% ownership. Um, I reckon he could win some matchups this week. So I'm really big on him as a point. Um, but sells, um, I don't really see too many sells in the Seagulls side, Billy. I reckon if you own any Seagulls this week, you, you should be playing against the Titans. Yeah, I might buy a couple, hey. Yeah, I, I would love to buy Tommy Turbo. <laughs> I really wish I owned him this week. <laughs> Do you think that he might be a, a straight captaincy material this week? Uh, yeah, possible, mate. Um, Put it this way: every every time I've, I've said that versus the Titans, they tend to show up and block whoever it is. Um, but yeah, Turbo's Turbo, mate. Even even when he's not performing, the guys on twenty five at half time, and you sit down and look at him, and you're fearful fearful of him scoring anything anything more than um, a line break in the second half. Because if he does, you know he's going to get the seventy you know, seventy seventy five without doing too much. So he's one of those guys you fear uh, not earning when um, if you're fearing a guy that you don't own in a semi-final or it's sort of uh, uh, do or die, well, I'd be sort of trying, trying to negate that if possible. So. Yeah, well, I think we both wish that we owned him. If I owned him, I'd highly consider putting the seed straight on him as well. Um, but um, I am hoping for some Trevojevic to Trevojevic action to get um, Jake a few extra points because he's a little, been a little bit meat and potatoes lately, just, you know, that sort of 60 to 65 points. I'm hoping this week he's going to get a few more. So, Titans, I don't really see any big buys for them or any big sells, although even though Ryan James has played a bit better lately, I think that you could definitely get rid of him and buy one of the other better forwards. Um, you know, someone like Angus or even Sean Lane as a pod play, um, I wouldn't mind doing that. But uh, I was going to mention Brimson. Um, so, he, he was named at number one again this week, um, and that's... Interesting. He played really well last week in the number one jersey, but it just didn't translate to super coach points. He only scored 26 points um, and he got to play 84 minutes of football for that. So it wasn't great. Um, but the couple of weeks before, you know, he scored 50, 99, 40, 62, all in the number six jersey. But um, if you have to play Brinson this week, I don't think I would be too worried about it. I think you might go okay. Yeah, if he's only no, but if he only scored sort of twenty five points uh, last week, it doesn't really sort of say much about his sort of uh, hit up through any of his tackle busting capability, unless that was a uh, um, you know first first week fullback and he's just 
trying to find his way into the position. Even even Teddy and Ponga scored 25 maybe once a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, it's a good benchmark. I, 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 I was tempted to play when you mentioned he was at fullback versus the, versus the um, versus the Seagulls, but um, no, I think I'll just trade to get to <laughs> Well, I only mention it because I think there's going to. Be, I know that there is some guys that are going to be a bit stuck because they've got um, you know some some issues in the halves and they don't have any trades. Um, they might have to tr- to play uh, a Brimson instead of a, you know an injured widow sort of thing. Um, I wouldn't be. I'd still, I'd still play a, um, a bench for Fear over um, Brimson because you know Fifi's going to come on and still play for the 45 minutes from the bench. And a bloke like that coming on at a time when the forwards are tired, mate, um, they could do just twice as much damage and score more than what he would starting. So, yeah, if, if it meant choosing Brimson over Fifi, I'd go Fifi. But if it meant choosing Brimson over, I don't know, a 60 minute second row or someone else that you're really struggling with then it could be an option yeah yeah could be um, but other than that I was just um, trying to make some nice nice talk about the Titans because I think that they're going to get rolled big time this week and there's not too many guys to talk about with them um, so for me Billy this is going to be one way traffic and I'm going to say that Manly's going to win uh, 36 to 16 in a high scoring affair and I reckon the Trevojevich is a prime for a big one. Yeah, don't disagree, mate. So moving on to the Storm and Parramatta Eels. Uh, your boys got a pretty good week, win last weekend against the uh, Dragons. Yeah, I switched the TV on and was um, pleasantly surprised, mate. I didn't realise Channel 9 were uh, televising games on Saturday night. Like, well, actually, no, I, I found that out last week, but I completely forgot and saw the start the boys had, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised, mate. It was um, nice to see them go on and do something for a change, but I didn't see when Widdop got got injured. Was it a must have been pretty early considering three points? Yeah, it was the first half. Um, he was on for a little while, um, maybe 15, 20 minutes in, sort of thing. But yeah, it was um, a good win for the Eels, nonetheless. Um, as far as the uh, lineups go, um, the Eels have got Tim Manor replacing Evans in the front row. Uh, Kafusi named a debut off the bench in place of Will Smith in the Eels and the other change. Storm got Chase Blair replacing Ryan Hoffman. Really unfortunate that he's done his hamstring because it's probably ended his career, so a bit sad for Hoff. Um, but as far as the matchup, mate, um, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, well, the Storm are going to carve this up, but now your boys are playing a bit more bigger and the Storm are a little bit down. Might be a bit of an arm wrestle. Yeah, maybe. They've been going pretty well. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with... Oh, I was, sorry. I was just about to say I'm trying to figure out what to do with uh, Brown, but um, I just realised my bench isn't... Ex- my, uh, yeah, my uh, NPRs ain't that rich with all the injuries to mate, so I'll be playing him anyway. But um, uh, what do you make of the minutes there with the, that bench, you reckon, with uh, Smith out? Four, four, four... Uh, Confusion forward, so four forwards. Yeah, um, it's it's a bit of a tough one because obviously I think Brown's minutes were a lot safer before with Will Smith. But having said that, he only played 68 minutes against the Dragons on the weekend. He didn't play the 80. So I don't think he's going to play less than 68. So maybe his, his minutes don't really change too much. Um, Manor's coming in back from injury and he can't really play many minutes anyway. So... Yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't think that it's going to affect Brown too much. I think he's still going to hit your 68 minutes. I've actually got him down as a potential buy um, 
straight up for the Eels. The only guy that I've got down as a buy for the Eels maybe is Brown. Again, looking at those um, guys who want to move on for Tom Lolo because they need someone to play this week to win um, or even just moving on some other dead wood. Um, I don't mind Brown as a buy. He still scored 70 minutes on the weekend in 68. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd do him this week, mate. Because um, you know, you really want him to sort of play 65 or 70 minutes. There's no sort of guarantee he will do that. He might play sort of 60, 65. And because it's a storm, um, it's more more unlikely to get get a, get a an LBA or a line break. A line break. He hasn't really scored that many this season anyway. But um, um, but his clutch has been that low this year. I, I'm I'm tempted to sort of just buy him again at this price again uh, next year. I think if you buy them at this price, you sort of get really what you pay for. You're not going to get really much. You're not going to get a ton out of him. Um, well, sorry, you might, but it's highly unlikely. But you're also not going to get a 50. You probably get. Um, you're probably going to get like a, a 58 instead of 78 type score, I reckon. Yeah, I mean he's he's been really good the last month with his base. Um, he's had 63, 64, 55, and 72 in pure base stats. Um, but you're right, he hasn't had much clutch attack or, or base attack in there, so he's really um, been surviving just on the meat and potato stuff. But yeah, he's, um, he's he's more of a he's more of a short um, short ball playing guy when he can, rather than sort of hit up, turn, and offload. He doesn't really offload that much. He um, he tends to go looking for that that short ball, or that um, that pass left to sort of get someone away. Yeah. That's that's true. Um, he used to offload a little bit more, but it seems to have dried up in that traditional offload sense. Um, yep. So probably the other guys are a bit better buyers than what he is. But you know, I, if someone really wanted him, I don't think he's too bad. Um, but as a pod buy, we're going to talk about a guy that you got burnt by this year as well. Uh, Jared Hayne on the weekend had a blinder um, with his uh, hot cross buns stitch up headgear that got put on him. Um, he got 103 points, obviously got a hat-trick, but the week before he also scored 83 points. Um, so he's on a bit of a run. He had 49 and 41 the two weeks before, but then 103 the week before that and a 76. So his five-round average coming into this weekend is actually 76 points, um, and his six-round average is actually 76 points. So he's actually come good right when he needed to to get a new contract. Um, do you think that's going to continue on? Yeah, I think it will. He's um, he looked good the last few weeks. He's another one I started the year with. Prick. Did nothing and now all of a sudden performing. Dead set, mate. If I, if I had my starting team again, I reckon it would score 1,400. Um, no, not that much. Um, yeah, look, he, he's um, he, he seems like he's putting in a lot more effort lately. Um, he, he goes looking for a bit more. When he, when he was playing centre, he looked like a bit a bit more muscle behind it. He was he was he was he was in there having having a go, trying to get over the line. He doesn't look as quick as he used to be, but didn't really kind of need to be. He just seemed to be um, getting it, ripping in there and having a go, mate. Um, yeah, wing or centre, either way, he is playing for a new contract. He's playing a lot better fully than what he was, mate. He's not getting booed by the crowd, so he must be doing something right lately. I actually prefer his move to the wing, um, where he is again this week. Um, I like it a lot better. I think that he's on the end of some good tries that he could finish, um, more so than in the centres. Um, and he's kind of forced to finish as well when he's put in those positions. So I quite like his move. He is a... He's only owned by 6% of teams as well, Billy. Yeah, but it, it's still the Eels, mate. I don't know how many points he'll have in him. Um, 
but yeah, look, if, if, if you got him or if you want if you want a pod, I really don't think I would be buying him this week. But if you got him, um, I could think of well, mate, go, go put this way: go back seven years and say to yourself, would you would you keep Jared Hayne out of your side, out of your SC side? You wouldn't, would you? You would play it against anyone. So look, look, anything can happen, mate. Um, he's, he's, better, he's better than playing enough or probably you know, 95% of other players. So if you got him, you yeah, probably just chuck him in. Yeah, I mean, there's a pod to buy. Um, I don't think he's a terrible pod buy, although it might be a little bit of chasing last week's points. So it did, I guess it depends on how he's going to go against the storm, in your opinion, um, if you're the one who's purchasing him. Um, for me, I, won't, I wouldn't buy him. If I had the trade for the centre wing that I needed to get in for this week, I'd probably choose a different one. Um, so let's talk about the Storm because they've got a couple of centre wings that I would probably choose over him. Uh, and the first big buy for the Storm that I want to talk about is Addo Carr. So uh, Addo Carr was actually in the top 10 most traded in players last week. Um, and then that's dried up this week. He doesn't make the top 10 list. But he um, has come back to a little bit of form. Um, and been quietly returning to uh, the type of form that saw him score um, a three-round average of 100 a few months ago. He um, only scored 46 on the weekend against the Sharkies, but he scored 101 versus South the week prior. And this week against the Eels, um, I would say that he's probably got a decent shot at um, getting at least one try. Um, yeah, mate, you saw what the, uh, the Rabbits did to the um, Eels on that um, backside attack. What a couple of months ago, um, I know the Eels are a lot better better now. But um, yeah, Adam Carr does does play left side, and put, that's where um, Eels leak. I mean, I think I've told you this before, but you could go to an Eels game on a guarantee within two or three minutes of halftime, they would always always leak leak one down that right hand side before halftime. So it's pretty much odds on that um, Adam Carr is going to go over at some point throughout the match. Um, just how many times is the question I really think he needs to do two clutch attacking scores in order to be um, SC relevant because he does have a really really low base but yeah he's managed to get some attack um, in the last sort of month of, or six weeks of football which has helped him get scores in the 40s even when he hasn't scored um, including on the weekend but um, after even though we really should just be looking at this weekend's game against Parramatta, that's a good enough matchup as it is at home at Amy Park. But if you were to purchase him for that, he does have the Gold Coast Titans in round 24 as well. So it's a pretty appealing two-week sort of play um, at 460,000. He's also one of the cheapest centre wings um, out of the buy guys that we've spoken about. Yeah, I reckon I'd be going to punt on him instead of Jared Hayne for sure. Um, and Ado Carr as well is still a bit of a pod too in his own. Would you choose uh, Verdi or Ado if you could be able to choose between the two, evenly priced? Um. I definitely have to choose Vooney. Uh, sorry, Adokar. I definitely couldn't choose Vooney, I meant to say, um, just because as bad as the, the base is for Adokar, um, Vooney's has actually been a lot worse. He's um, He hasn't been doing enough at all. But he had a good, good game on the weekend um, where he scored 83 points with a double. So he's, sort of, he's got that one, but... That 83 points is his biggest score in a dozen games. Um, and in those dozen yeah, games before different. it, he, yeah. He has different, without, different, different without Cronk. And I know what you mean about uh, Carr. He's really come out of his shell this year. So, yeah, I'd go left side of Wingham if you had to choose between the two. Do you know if the, 
Did you know if the Eels' right-hand side is pretty bad as well, defensively, stats-wise? The right-hand side, mate, right, left, middle, up, down, take your freaking pick. <laughs> so, you, so you get Adokar and Vunavalu both in for this week, huh? No, uh, I, I just get Adokar. You're not going to get two wingers from the same team. Even though, even though they have a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, run, you don't want to rely on uh, two wingers from the same team trying to get two clutch attacks scores each, mate. No, nah, I was just messing you with that one. No, I, I think Adam Carr's definitely the buy, and um, I, I probably say one of the better centre wings to buy out of the ones that aren't owned at the moment, um, just for this week to get you a win. And he's also just the type of guy who, if I'm in a head to head against someone and they've got Adam Carr in their side and I don't. I'm shitting myself going into that weekend thinking Adokar's going to score 120 and pull this out for this guy and I'm going to lose. Um, that's the type of guy he is. So pretty dangerous to throw in there against the Eels. I reckon he's good. Likewise, this next bloke, yeah. uh, Cam Munster, mate. I know that you're a big Cam Munster fan. He is a crime trading for Gareth Widdop this week, don't you reckon? Uh, no. You got off the... Uh, I thought you were his biggest fan. What's going on? I was a massive fan. But um, I was a massive fan at the beginning of the season when I looked at his stats and realised that if you take um, his injury game and his fullback games out of the, out of the equation, he averaged, uh, I think it was 71 point something or other with only one, one try um, all year in the six jersey and 80 minute games. So I kind of figured that priced at you know, a 65 or a 67 season average that he was undervalued and with. Um, Cronk moving on, he would be heavily used. He would be used a lot more and potentially increase his output to maybe, I don't know, sort of an 80 average. Well, I was wrong. Um, so, and maybe the, the guy the guy can be on 25, 35 points, but uh, with sort of the 65, 75 minute mark inside of, um, the final sort of um, 15 minutes of a game, he's not kicking goals. I just will say, without, without that genuine. Um, Guaranteed attack. I just kind of stayed away from him. I, I I don't think he can score 150 points playing six. I think he can only do that playing fullback. And for uh, you know, a guy that's not kicking goals at six, um, I'm just not interested in him at this point in the season. I would rather buy him at the beginning of the season if he's going to perform. But I'd be shown in the first 12 weeks that he wasn't producing what I thought he would. Well, he is the most purchased player this week, 7.1%. And the most popular trade this week is Widdop to Munster. Um, totally get what you're saying, though. I've been off the Munster bandwagon pretty much all year. But if you have to get a 580, um, you know, aside from Munster, who would you look at? And I guess that's the biggest question. Uh, so I'm going to go and have a look at options. Um... That's a, I guess that's a, that's a thing that drew me into him as an option because um, having a look at it, there isn't a hell of a lot of 5.8s this year. It's a bit of a wasteland. Um, so I would, know, I would, just, I would honestly, I would honestly just play Johnson at five as a trading clearing mate. Much better run if he's kicking goals and clearies and 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 Maloney's out. I reckon yeah, that's a much better option. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon he outscores him by thirty percent. Yeah, so you just run clearing and SJ, um, and just run the two halves, no reserve half, and just go for it from there. Not a bad option. I like yes. it. Um, I do think that number three on my list is probably going to be Cameron Munster though. So. Um, I, I think he's there. guy that will single-handedly lose a lot of people head-to-head finals. Yeah, it's funny. When you look at the numbers, um, you are right in the inconsistency. He has had some bigger ones lately. Um, you know, he's got 56 on the weekend, which in that game is actually pretty good for them. Um, then he had a stinker of 23 against South, but he had 103 points against Canberra where 
he looked really, really good and involved. And then a 50 against the Warriors. And then he had a 14 stinker. And before that, he had a 98, 75, 69. So you really can't pick it. Um, although it does seem to be one trend there that you can see is the tougher teams are the ones that he does worse against. He has stinkers against the better teams. So you kind of can look at that as a bit of a form god. Um, so against South, he's called his 23. Before that, his lowest score is against the Roosters at 14. That's because they're not they're not waiting for conversions as much. Like the guys getting more opportunity to get the ball. And if, if you look closely at those at those uh, more difficult games, you, the attacker more uh, come up on him a lot more quickly. So you, you get to tackle bust here and there. So you'll have an extra few points in tackle bust. He gets he gets an extra few passes. Might get one away. Um, so that's an extra sort of 10, 10 to fourteen points. I reckon that he could get that he gets from those games. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the only thing that I'm looking at with him that's causing pause or not getting him, if I was an owner looking at moving on with it, um, is Para and Gold Coast the next two weeks um, are pretty appealing. But like you said, Cleary's got some appealing matchups as well, and no Maloney, so he might be a better one. Um, Munster's certainly an option for guys who want to do it, but he could burn you, like Billy said. Um, as a pod play, though, um, talking about the Eels this week and then the Titans next week for the Storm. What do you reckon about going full pod and having a look at Billy Slater? Um, no, not for. Well, he he really need, he, he really needs tries, whereas a guy like um, um, Trevojevic has more LBAs and, and try assist ability. Billy's more of a support player. He's, he's kind of there at the last minute, whereas Trevojevic can sort of set them up, put guys in in holes as well as finish. Mate, I I don't really don't like him as a pod. I think he has too much of a potential for a 40 or a 45 score, whereas a guy like uh, Turbo can sort of do the 55, 60, just kind of being on a park and going through the motions. I wouldn't compare him to Turbo, though. That would be my, my little caveat with Billy as a pod. He'd be a backup, pullback, reserve. Uh, so, so, like, if you're looking at a, a Teddy and a Ponga, um, you know, the, Billy could very well match or outscore those guys across the last few weeks. Yeah, he could. Sorry, man, I'm just trying to get some stats to kind of support my argument. I, I just don't like him is the answer at the moment. And every single time <laughs> I try to go on these stats... I don't like him very much either. He's, he's got three uh, a three-round average of 64, where he scored 47 on the weekend against the Sharks, 75-71. Uh, and then he had a stinker before that at 27 against the Warriors. So... Um, he's definitely more of a, a 70s type of guy with the attack um, than, you know, the 100 type of guy, 90 type of guy that Turbo is. I guess it's just a matter of what your opinion is on, um, on like, a Teddy and a Ponga. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's probably best off leaving him alone, but he's an interesting part. It wouldn't surprise me, even though I wouldn't buy him, if in the next two weeks he still scores, you know, 80 points each of these matchups against Power and Gold Coast. Just see that. Yeah, but look, but look, well, let's be fair. The guy, Slater, Slater scored 119 last year versus the Gold Coast in uh, round 10. Para would be interesting too. Uh, look, all South were rubbish last year. He scored 114 versus South, 86 versus Cows, uh, 93 versus Broncos, 134 versus Knights. 119 Gold Coast, 99 St George, 104 versus Manly. He likes the rubbish side, Slater. Yeah, look, the guy's got four scores over 110 last year. 
He's got the Eels, he's got the Gold Coast. And what was the last game? Uh, last game is Penrith, which you may be benching for. Yeah, look, if you want a pod that you think is going to get you out of the line, um, I retract that statement. The stats say Slade is a, a half-decent option if you think 120 is a decent score. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would take that, yeah. Billy. I would take that for most of my positions. I reckon that'd be pretty good. Uh, I, I, it is a. We will throw the cave in there just to double double check. Don't ever, don't ever put him ahead of Turbo. He's got to be your reserve. But um, it's a matter of whether he will do better than Teddy and Ponga is what you got to ask yourself. There's too many forty scores, but yeah, next two games you'd play him. Yeah, next two for sure. Um, but the next game is Panthers versus the Knights. Um, so pretty big one for the Penrith club. They've. Um, Got it out of jail lately with a couple of these wins. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, Maloney's just been announced that he's got a knee issue and he's going to be out for a few weeks, possibly not return until the finals. Um, so we've got Tyrone May starting at 5'8". Tamau returns to the front row um, and Moses Leona and Wade even are on the bench. So for the Knights, they're unchanged. Um, however, there's been a lot of reports around and Wacko, Wacko's whispers have got um, some down on Ponga with uh, a rumour going around that he might be rested by Brown. So people are going to have to really watch an uh, hour before kickoff to see what's going on with Ponga. Um, so starting off with the Knights, um, there is a few people, Billy, that are selling um, Kalen Ponga. Um, he's actually in the top 10 traded out, um, coming in uh, at number 10 at the moment. I understand that. Um, I actually think that there's going to be a few better fullbacks and Ponga for balance of the year and I would consider selling him even just for this week because he might not play. Uh, Turbo, Teddy and RTS and even Slater all look like better fullback options this week to me. Yeah, mate, honestly I hope he's out so that means less uh, dominance for the Knights and Peachy and Cleary run absolutely right. That's my, that's my prayer anyway. I'm going for the weekly high score, mate. That's my only saving grace. My only <laughs> highlight of the season. It's a very, very slim chance of that happening, but going full pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ponga's um, sort of, he, he still looked decent, but he's only scored 41, 80, and 64. And that 80 is nice, but the 41 and 64 are pretty pedestrian by his standards. Um, so maybe. You know, he's got the Dragons and Sharks in the last two rounds. Penrith this week, this week, which he might not even play. Um, to me, I'd like to get your opinion whether I'm crazy. Um, Turbo, we both agree, is definitely ahead. I reckon for this week in the balance of the year, um, we've got Teddy ahead, RTS ahead, and possibly Billy Slater ahead too, based on draw. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh... I hate this RTS question because he, he doesn't really look like he's doing much and then all of a sudden the guy will be on 80 at half-time and then 83 at full-time. He's just not the same player he used to be. I, I, I couldn't go anywhere near him. I, I would completely take RTS out of the equation and go, yeah, Teddy Turbo and someone else, mate. I just I can't do RTS. Well, just a matter of whether, whether you would sell Ponga. If you own Ponga, would you be selling him this week? Oh, yeah. Wait, the guy is under, under an injury cloud and you don't know if he's going to um, play this week and you, there's no guarantee that he'll be fully fit next week. So if you don't need to sell him and you can play someone else, then by all means, hold on to him and hopefully he comes good for next week and the week after. But if it's a must-win game, dude, and you've got to trade, um, yeah, just sell him. Just go straight to Turbo or Peachy or someone that you think is going to get you sort of 80 points. 20 yeah. points, extra 20 points are critical, mate. Just do it. 
Yeah, you just I, swim via Jules McDowell or someone's going to get 65 just being on the park. Yeah, I think Pogba's one of the better um, backline sells this week. Um, I, I think that, you know, the chance that he might get rested and the draw that they've got, I'd be getting other full backs in. Um, the, there's yeah. not really much else to talk about with the Knights, so let's go on with the Panthers. Both Widdop, uh, sorry, both uh, Wilfred and yourself um, have spoken on the pod in consecutive weeks about all these Panthers players with me, so we're not going to go into detail, but against the Knights, um, Peachy, uh, Cleary and Kickout all look like really good options um, and really good buys if anyone's looking at those. I'd probably say Cleary's probably uh, the best buy um, to get in for Widdop, which you agreed with as well. I won't go through their numbers again because we've done that the last couple of weeks, but all those guys are pretty good. Yep. Wayne and Blake for the Smokey. Um, I certainly wouldn't be selling any Panthers this week. No. Um, just a question for you. How many minutes has Kikau been playing lately? Has he been playing 80 or 60 with um, um, Corey Two Dads and gone and whatever on the bench? Um, he's he's still been playing 80, so um, he's been going yeah. really well. 84 minutes on the weekend, and he's been playing 80s for basically since he came back from injury. So he's um, he's yeah. a really good boy, yeah. actually. I'd be a cracking boy next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be an expensive one next year, but five round average is seventy five. Um, Kikau's really become a premium front row forward option. He's probably the number one front row forward, wouldn't you say? Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers since I since I uh, sold him for injury or whatever a while back. But um, yeah, every time he runs the ball, I'm too scared to look, mate. <laughs> well, um, I th- I did think that the Panthers were going to be a premium option for last week's game. Um, Maybe it's going to happen a week later. But uh, I reckon that this one's going to very much be a Panthers win. Um, and dare I say, I reckon it's going to be a good Supercoach scoring game. Do you kind of see it going that way? Would you put the seal clear? Oh, absolutely. Especially with Maloney out at home. Yeah, with Maloney out, it, it does sort of reek of a type of game that clearly is going to take control. Um, especially with Tyrone May and the other half spot. If Cleary's going to have one game this year where he's likely to punch a 110 plus, it's this one. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be a good one. Bit of a smoky C option. Um, I reckon Kickout might not be a bad shout. Uh, he's, the Knights forward defence can be a little bit rough on some of those edges at times. Um, and I reckon Kickout might actually get a meat pie this week. So he, he might be a smoky because he has scored 76, 66, 69, 69, 94, 101. So you're not going to get worse than a mid-60 score from Kikau. So might not be a bad safety captain. Uh, mate, I reckon Maloney scores 30 points in goals alone. So not Maloney, um, Cleary. Four, no, four, he's got, the guy's going to have a 90 percent conversion rate. So no, four, four tries and a penalty or so. Take, maybe, maybe a miss or two. I reckon he's got sort of 25 or 30 points in him. So I reckon that offsets kind of kick out as a captain, if you, if you own Cleary. Yeah, I put the I put the same Cleary last week, so I'll agree with you there. He's got a five-round average of 70, three-round average of 87. Pretty hard to go past him. Uh, real good option. Yep. This one looks like a real good super coach game for the Panthers, I reckon. Um, so the next one, Tigers versus Dragons. I'm not too excited about this one. Um, kind of scared of it, to be honest. Um I don't think that it'll be a real high-scoring one. Um, but as far as changes go, um, the West Tigers have got one of the cheapies of the year, Mahi Fanua returning back in the centres. Um, Kevin McCullough shifting to the wing. 
MWZ dropping out of the side. Uh, Chris Lawrence is coming back from injury into the second row, so Isaac moves, moves to the bench, which is unfortunate because he's a future SC gun, I reckon. Um, and then for the Dragons, obviously Widdock's gone. Kurt Mann starting at 5'8", um, and we've got Lisa Armia named to start with Luciano Lillard on the bench and the other, other changes. So starting on with the Dragons, Billy, um, I don't see any big buys. Um, the only potential pod that's there... Um, a guy that I was I got on a couple of months ago and I was really happy I did. Uh, when we're talking about centre wing not having very many options, Nene McDonald um, has, has actually had a pretty good super coach season. He came back on the weekend and even though he didn't score a try, he had four offloads, uh, which is really good. Um, only scored 36 points, though, because the uh, Eels obviously absolutely pumped him. But um, if you don't have very much money and you've only got, say, one trade, He's probably the cheapest centre wing that could go well, uh, 420k. Really? I'd go Kurt Mann over him. The centre's free quarter playing number six. You reckon Kurt Mann, huh? Yeah. Winnip's not out. The, the, guy, the guy is quick. Um, he's got him playing the Tigers. Um, it's going to be an expansive ball-playing game. We'll show the ball around. Dragons are in a massive spiral. They need, they need to win. Um, um, yeah, I, I just see Kurt Mann getting the ball every getting the ball two, three times a set, being able to do something, especially when the guy's available at centre three quarter. I just think, I just think he's a lot, lot more. Yeah, he's setting back 250k, so he's about as cheap as you can get. Yeah, that's why, that's why I mentioned it. So Yeah, so they've got a couple of cheap options. Yeah, if you're desperately looking for an outlet, particularly a pod that's going to get you over the line versus someone that's got a stacked team, someone that's got a stacked team is not going to risk that man. But um, if you want someone to get, if you're in a bind and you need someone, or at least a da- or or a downgrade option so you can cash up elsewhere, as well as giving you someone else to play, uh, he's not, not exactly the worst bloke in the world to do it with. He's playing the Tigers and he's and he's playing at the six. Yeah, I like the downgrade option idea. Um, definitely, if you need to downgrade a second guy, going down to curtain and makes sense. I don't think I'd play him. To be honest, I'm not very excited about the Dragons at the moment. I don't think I can play any of them. Um, are you seeing the Dragons sort of bouncing back this game? Would you buy any of them, or are you going to sort of lean towards benching the Dragons players at the moment? Uh, I'd probably bench most of the players, mate. I've just, I wouldn't really play any Dragons. Um, if I owned Aiken, I still wouldn't even play him. Um, yeah, maybe a sneaky Cameron McInnes. If I owned him, I would play versus the Tigers, but other than that, I especially away from home with a win about, mate. I, I wouldn't touch him because there's no guarantee on anything there. Their fall in form has really been remarkable, hasn't it? The, the effort on the weekend was really telling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited to see how um, uh, Fenua comes back. Mate, I, I love the mullet. I love, I love seeing that bloke fend. I'd also <laughs> want to see him do well or, or see him die in the house so that he gets a little bit cheaper for next year because dead set. He, he, he was a weapon owned when he was on song, mate. The guy was... The guy takes more hit-ups than half the forwards of the company. He plays on the left side of the centre. Oh, he's um, he's tackle break, hit-up, offload king, as far as centre wings go. Um, he was really good. But uh, we wouldn't buy him this week returning from injury, but one guy that I reckon that you could buy from the Tigers, we're talking about centre wing options and not many of them being too reliable and having to look at pods and stuff. Uh, Masters has had a really good season, and there's still a lot of people that don't own him. He's... Been really reliable. Um, he scored 
61 on the weekend. Before that, 53, 73, 103, 57. He's not throwing out any duds. He had his biggest dud was was you know two months ago, which was thirty five, and before that he had 57, 89, 55, 61. So he's coming in with a three round average of sixty two, five round average of sixty nine, five hundred sixty five k. Um, Dragons looked terrible last week. He's a goal kicker still. Um, I reckon he's one of the better centre wings to get in if you don't have him. For this week's head to head matchups, especially. Yeah, there's a reason why everyone was on the spur him at the beginning of the season, mate. He has that goal kicking capability, tackle busting ability, and um, the um, that um, ball playing ability. Um, just a shame that not, there was no guarantee him, of him um, goal kicking or um, uh, playing long term to start the season with. Otherwise, plenty more would have started with him. Yeah, he's, he's 32% owned now, which is a bit of a bummer, but. Um I'd be getting him in because I'd be scared playing against him because the other centre wings are so volatile. I think you need him. Yep. So only other last guy to talk about before we move on to the last two games um, from the Tigers, uh, Nofo. Um, bit of a pod one, but uh, he's looked a little bit better lately um, and he looks like that he's not going to get dropped for sure now. So um, it's maddening that he used to be so good, Billy, last year. And he's coming this year and not been able to get yeah, as many games strung together, but he scored 70 points on the weekend. Uh, it looked like the no-fail of old, um, 48 the week before, uh, a lot of that in base, um, a dud of 33, but before that, 61 and 87. The Tigers seem to be on a little bit of a roll. Um, Dragons, uh, he's at home four, and they're not playing well, and then they got Manly at home at Campbelltown. Is he someone that you would um, consider throwing in there? Nope, not at all. The guys had all season to do something, and the the problem is last year, mate, la- the last couple of seasons has just been him and Teddy, nothing else. Um, whereas now he's got guys like Masters doing something. Kanuma on the other side can can hog the ball, have have, have one too many hit ups rather than chucking it back inside. I just think there's a lot more options on either side of the field now for him to be to um, be that sort of ball hog and do his sort of hit up, crab crawl across the field, fend, fend, fend. I, I, I don't think um, they don't have a Teddy-like player who's going to go looking for him on the right side as often now, so I just wouldn't go anywhere near him. Yeah. He's, de- he's dead to me, just like Rapana. But he has um, raised his head in a couple of discussions lately. He's a bit of a pod move. Um, I think he's too much of a pod move, so I probably couldn't do it, but he has looked a lot better. Um, so hopefully that means that next year we might be able to get him in shape and um, he's back to his old self, but... Overall, this game, mate, I could see it being a bit of a slugfest and a bit of a crappy 18-14 type of scoreline for Supercoach, so I'm going to be trying not to go anywhere near it aside from Masters. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> You're not big on the Tigers, Dragons either. Beautiful. Let's talk about the Sharks and Cows. Um, this one's a <laughs> bit more exciting. Um <laughs> Sharkies and Cows this week is going to be at Shark Park. We've got Wade Graham Gore for his knee injury on the weekend, replaced by Scott Sorensen. Cable added to the bench. is uh, replacing Tom Lolo, which is um, the big chain with Lolo out. So let's start off with um, the Cows, Billy. I don't see any good buys at all or any good pods at all. The Cows have had a miserable season. But the big question is Lolo's out this week. Um, would you sell him if you're a head-to-head player and you have to win this week? 
depends on what you got on your bench, mate. Um, most people have got plenty of cover now, especially if you're out of trades. If you do have trades, um, yeah, same comes down to the same thing, mate. Depends if you got in his place. I, I, w- I would hold off trading until um, the last game or two on the weekend and evaluate your position based on uh, expected updates or down dates and do a desperation trade rather than getting rid of him now because you might find that he's the guy that kills you next week. Um, you never know when he's going to score four. You never know when he's going to score 100. But um, it seems like he's uh, warmed up and sort of firing in a little bit, especially especially with uh, JT send-off coming. Um, I don't haven't checked Cow's draw, but I would... I would uh, not be benching um, Marlow in the, the last game or the second last game of JT's career, mate. I reckon he uh, gets out there and rips in. So I wouldn't be selling him if you can hold is the uh, short answer. But at the same time, I can't really see anyone in that team apart from uh, maybe Hess. If JT goes looking for him on the right-hand side as being a, a person of any interest. It's an interesting guy with Tom Malolo because he's the fourth most sold player at the moment at 4.2%. Um, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one because initially I went, oh, it's a little bit crazy, it's only a week, but then I went, oh, a lot of head-to-head players need to win this week, and, you know, Tom Lolo to Angus Crichton, who's playing this week, makes a lot of sense to me, that's a pretty good trade. Um, and then I looked at the draw, and after the Sharks this week, which he's not playing, you know, they're at home against Parramatta, and then they're away, but still in Queensland, to play the Gold Coast in JT's last game. So, it's going to be if you get the win this week by selling Tom Malolo, then that's great for a head-to-head player. But especially if you're not a head-to-head player, I think he had to regret it a lot in round 24-25. Okay. bad for a head-to-head player because it might get you through this week, but it's going to lose you the cash in uh, next week or the week after anyway in the final. So I would... Uh, there's no guarantee there. That I, I just think he's going to step up the last game of the season, particularly versus the Titans, mate. I really wouldn't be selling him. I'd, I'd risk. I would risk just trying to get through this week and hold on to him for the last game or two. Yeah, I agree. In the end, um, I went back and forth on it, like I said, but I'm I'm in the greens now, um, just because of that last couple of weeks. His draw is really good, um, and I also was looking at someone like Andrew Fafida. He's owned by 31% of teams. So, you know, a third of teams own him. A lot of teams that own Tom Malolo have Fafida. I'd just trade it Andrew Fafida um, and keep Tom Malolo for next week and go Fafida the Crichton or something. Uh, funnily enough, Fafida isn't on the most traded out list and Tom Malolo is because he's missing this week. Oh, um, Fafida, oh, I must be missing something. On, on Shorty's um, shortlist earlier today, it said uh, Fafida had been uh, benched. But on NRL.com, they've got uh, Fafita listed as a starting front row. Um, yeah, he, he he's still starting. Um, it's the same. It's the same team as last week. So he's definitely named the number, number eight jersey to start. So whether that changes or not, I'm not sure. But um, at the moment, he's meant to be starting. But let's talk about the Sharkies because um, uh, Fafita does look like someone who I'd rather sell instead of Tom Alolo. He's got um, 48 minutes last week, 33 minutes a week before, but part of that was HIA, and then 50, 59. You know, his minutes have definitely gone down with Aaron Woods coming back, and he's got a three-round average of 56 and a five-round average of 61, which is hardly setting the world on fire. Well, yeah, better than taking an AE, so depends on what you got. There's not many quality front row forwards out there at the moment, mate. Um, I would... If you if you own Sergis and um, uh, sorry, 
if you own Surges, which most people do as well as um, Kikau, I think you're pretty much set. I would I would bench him and keep him as an emergency front row forward. But um, if you can if you can hold off, um, and those two guys are going to do you, then yeah, I, if you're going to sell someone, then it's between him and Bolo. I'd be selling him over Lolo, that's for sure. But yeah, I'd be choosing for Fido over Lolo too. I'm surprised more people haven't done that. Um, and I actually see Fafita to Crichton as one of the better forward trades this week. Fafita's just not been doing enough. Um, he had a couple of big games the last couple of months, but there's no there's no telling with his minutes and everything. He's just probably not going to get enough opportunity. Um, but the other, yeah. there's no other real sells, but the other buy that I wanted to chat to you about that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Valentine Holmes. How good's he yeah, doing? Yeah, beast, isn't he? I think I think that week we talked about buying um, Cleary, Peachy, Cleary, Peachy, Holmes, and um, what's his name, um, Lateral. I ended up going uh, Lateral and Cleary, uh, and then um, and then Peachy. So I'm um, not sure if I've ended up coming out in front of, in front or not. But um, yeah, I've obviously missed Holmes. Can still can still buy him. It still has a decent draw, but um, yeah. I, I, Blind free, you could have seen those four doing well, mate. I don't think we told anyone at home anything they really didn't know. But um, it's good to see that um, they uh, they performed. Well, I actually thought that Holmes was going to have a couple of bad games because he um, he hasn't had this sort of consistency at any point in his career, even when he's had the number one jersey in the past. But he's really proved me wrong. I like against the Storm, um, and when we were chatting as well, one of the things with Holmes was you know they got a tough a couple of weeks coming up, so maybe hold off and get one of the other guys. Guess the storm, he threw out 89 points on the weekend, uh, and he was really good. And, you know, it's 89, 71, 85, 95, 75 since around 17 by. So that's a five-round average of 83 points. And anyone who got on him um, would have been going exceptionally well because it's centre wing. Uh, that's, that's just exceptional. So... I reckon Holmes is probably the number one buy for this week for centre wing. Yeah, a little bit of a hard score. Though. I reckon a guy in, a, in the number one jersey should be scoring sort of fifty, fifty-five. Not not doing a sweet FA. He's um he's scoring seventy-five, eighty with a lot of attack. So, I, 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 the guy the guy's doing it consistently, which is good. But I, I, at this point at this point in the season, I, I'd be fearful of him chucking up a stinker, but. Yeah, I can't really see him doing it this week, mate. Not 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 at home versus the cows, anyway. I reckon he just keeps continuing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great matchup, isn't it? In the last couple of weeks, he's had the goal kicking as well, which has made him even better. Um, only eighteen percent of teams own him, which I actually thought he got to the Troll Mitchell levels. I thought he got into the thirties because of um, all the popularity with Mitchell and um, and Valentine Holmes and the run that they've had. But eighteen percent ownership—that's um, that's fantastic as far as how well he's been performing. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I haven't been watching as much footy, footy lately. I didn't know I was kicking. I uh, may switch my uh, turbo by to Holmes. <laughs> 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 I should be a little bit more prepared for these podcasts, mate, but the caveat is I don't give a shit about my season anymore, so I'm flying by the seat <laughs> of my pants. But I'm still trying hard, so to all the listeners at home, I am giving it my best. Yeah, Billy's down trying. Everything he's touched has not turned to gold this year, but uh, it's all right. We'll carry you, Billy. It's fine. Um Pod watch, hey, though, thanks, brother. for the Sharkies. Uh, a couple of pods I wanted to just touch on briefly. Um, aside from uh, Holmes this week against the Cows, the other thing with the Sharkies is that Cows this week's obviously great at home, 
Knights at home next week is also very good. And then they've got the Dogs away. Um, three pretty good matchups for the Sharkies now. So Holmes is a great buy, but um, I was looking at their back line. And um, Jesse Gradian's a guy that we, we've sort of touched on a little bit, but he's um, he's looked really good at times. And as far as pods go or centre wings, um, he might be someone that people are considering a little bit. I don't think I could go there. But... Uh, I would. Look, see, the thing, the thing with um, centre three quarters is they... Uh... Especially guys like Ramian and Fenua, but they get the ball, they look really aggressive and dangerous, and you think, oh, how good is this bloke? Look, you're getting in and rip it in. But the fact is, it doesn't matter how good how good the carry looks, it's still two points. You can get a forward like Tolman, who looks like absolute rubbish, just take you know, a single hit up and it's one point. But the, the fact that the guy's in the middle, he's going to do a lot more than the aggressive guy running, running on the wing. So you just got to make sure you buy someone that's going to be heavily involved um, with points and has, and has a decent run. So... Um, the fact that he's got a decent run um, is, is a plus, but I reckon I don't think he touches the ball um, enough at this point of time in the season to be uh, risking on a buy, mate. I would just scrounge every seat you have for uh, a guy like Holmes who's going to get all the attackers kicking the goals. Yeah, no, he's um, he's been chatted about a couple of times lately, so I thought I'd give him a bit of a shout, but um, better real life player than Supercoach at the moment. Holmes is definitely number one by that game. Um, I reckon the Sharkies put it on the Cowboys a little bit. Um, I reckon it'll be 28-14 Sharkies, and I reckon Holmes is going to get at least 70 points this week. Good. Go buy him. Go buy him, Billy. Dogs versus Warriors. <laughs> Second last game of the um, round. Um, and with this one, we've got the Warriors unchanged after last week. Apparently, Tobu's potentially coming out next week for anyone that held him. And the Bulldogs have got Lachlan Lewis returning at 5'8", in place of Frawley, is the only other change. So there isn't too much exciting on the dog side of things. Um, I don't really see any great buys um, or any great pods, really, for, for that side of things. The Warriors, though, um, if you don't own SJ, a widow to SJ trade probably makes a lot of sense. Um, as far as a pod buy, um, Ponga to RTS makes quite a bit of sense to me. Uh, and let me try and sell you on um, two of ours at Sheck, Billy. Um, I, I bought him in a little while ago, and I was a bit worried, but um, he's actually been pleasantly surprising. Um, he had uh, 89 points on the weekend. Um, he looked really good as well. They had two line breaks. Um, his base was 43 points, um, and the week before he scored 64 points as well. So he seems to be rounding into a bit of form, um, the Bulldogs, I think that he's got a pretty good record for memory against. And the next two games after that, he plays at Mount Smart Stadium to close the year against Penrith and Canberra. So I actually would trade Ponga to RTS as a bit of a pod trade. The thing with RTS averaging 80 or whatever it is versus the Dogs is that the bloke could have scored 130 in New Zealand and 20 over in Australia. The game's in Dogs' backyard at the end of the season when the Dogs just want to desperately avoid the spoon. Um, Warriors desperately want to stay inside the eight. So I reckon all the points are going to go to uh, Johnson. I, um, I I know what you're saying, but I just couldn't risk two of us a check at the moment, especially knowing that Dogs sort of step up every now and then when you least expect it. I'd, I, I, I just think dogs, dogs are sharp here, mate. You reckon the dogs are sharp? Okay. Well, what about... Yeah. Uh, so, RTS versus Teddy and Ponga. 
um, you take which one first out of those three? Teddy or Mole. Fair call. I've got Teddy and RTS at the moment, so I, I can't afford Turbo, unfortunately. Um, I myself, no. I'm looking forward to RTS and SJ carving up, and I hope they do. But if the dogs win, that's fine, as long as those two carve up, we'll be good. Um, I reckon it might be a pretty entertaining one. Going to go for a yeah. you know, 24-18 type score. But this last one, really, Raiders versus Roosters. Yep. This is this is up there with my super coach games this round. This one could be really, really good. Um, for the Roosters, Laurie Hargraves has been ruled out with some cracked ribs. Bit of a Burgess knee job after he was tackled. Bit of controversy, but um, that means that Napa is starting. Um, and we've got Nat Butcher joining the bench. So they're going to be a bit shorter middle forwards in this game. The Roosters against a pretty big pack that the Raiders have. Um, Brad Abbey is named at fullback. Nick Kotrick returning to the wing. And they've got a debutant in Emery Gula, replacing Jack Murchie on the interchange bench. Um, so... Starting off with the Raiders, Billy. Um, Joe Tappany had 138 points last week and it absolutely killed it. Um, I still don't really see him as an option, but he deserves a bit of a shout-out. But one guy that has returned to form and is a serious um, buy option is Rapana. He's um, looked a hell of a lot better. I'll give you his stats and then you can tell me whether we should be buying him or not. He's obviously played the Roosters, so it's not the best week to probably be getting him. But he scored 62 last week against the Tigers, 96 the week before, 29, which was a bit of a dud, but it was against the Storm, and then 78 and 95 the weeks before. So five-round average of 72, three-round average of 62. Um, he seems to be back. Yeah, of course he is. Did I tell you that I started with him too? <laughs> we both started with this guy. He was very disappointed. <laughs> ah, he's a killer. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't buy him this week, especially versus the Cooks. Um, mate, I, I honestly don't know what to make of this game because you never know when the Raiders are going to turn up and I would never, ever, ever bet against them in camera. I don't care who's playing them. Um, Chooks are on top of the comp. They're in form, but bloody cold in camera. It's a Sunday game, end of the weekend. Uh, I reckon the Roosters are going to win it, but I don't know how much buy. I couldn't... I couldn't I couldn't buy Teddy or Tupu or Mitchell, Ferguson. I really couldn't buy any chocolate of the confidence this week. All, all I know is that um, yeah, I couldn't really even buy a, buy a Raider, mate. I got no idea what's going to happen in this game. I, I, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't see or VC any of them. I couldn't even pick the outcome. Well, one thing that um, is normally certain in a Raiders game, even if the Roosters were to lose, now I'm going to say they're not going to lose because I'm a Roosters fan, but even if they were to lose, you can pretty much guarantee that there'll be points scored in this one. Maybe. The Raiders The Raiders games generally, they've got a lot of points being scored. So, I mean, Rupana, probably a bit riskier um, for this week. He's certainly come back on the radar. Um, I did have a bit of a crazy sell for the Raiders, though, that I was going to throw out there. Um, BJ Lailua, he has got a five-round average of 79 and a three-round average of 83. Um, he's played really, really well the last month of football. But I actually reckon if you've got a really good centre wing, he might be a good sell this week because I would not want to play him against the Roosters. And his bad games are like, you know, 31, 36 points area. Um, so he could lose you a head-to-head this week by playing him. 
I would uh, I wouldn't sell him. I'd just bench him if he could, and then play him next week or the week after when they're desperately trying to avoid the spoon. Hopefully, against someone a little bit easier. They've got uh, Roosters. Oh, they, they, won't, they, won't, they, they won't get the spoon. Sorry, they're they're just out the eight, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're not going to get the spoon, but they're not in contention for the eight either. So they've got the Roosters, Souths, and then they've got to play the Warriors away in New Zealand, who would probably need to win that game. Yeah, you wouldn't play any of the next two weeks, and it's away from New Zealand. So if you need cash, yeah, just neck him. Yeah, I reckon it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange sell because normally when guys are going that well, you tend to hold on to them. But he's got the tendency to have the low scores, and I don't think you're going to play in the next few weeks. So. Him to if you're lucky enough to have, yeah, exactly. If you're lucky enough to have trade, not him, someone, and up someone else to homes, kicking goals. It's about the well, he, goal he, can go, the he can go straight to homes almost. He's six hundred and seven thousand now. He's had some big rises. Oh, really? Yeah, he's had right. a great month of football. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I would go him straight to homes in a heartbeat. Yeah, I reckon that's a great trade, BJ to homes. Um, but uh, with the Roosters, you know, you mentioned that you you wouldn't really want to buy. A Mitchell or a Fergo, um, I reckon that they might be great buys for this week against the Raiders. Um, I actually really like them. And Teddy, I was thinking about. Too uncertain, mate. Well, I'm thinking about tapping on. If you will. Latchell's going to kick goals, so you know he's going to get a few. I'll tell you what, hasn't he looked good kicking goals, mate? The guy looks really, really consistent or really comfortable and just seems to hit it pretty sweet, so. Even if he doesn't go over the line, you know you're going to get a few points off him there. So, so, so that's a plus. So, he's got a, a, a much higher low low score without any clutch. I actually reckon that Teddy's a um, captaincy choice for me this week. He's on my short list of captains. He, um, I would captain. I would captain Mitchell over, over Teddy this week purely because you know you're going to get a few um, goal kicking attempts out of him. And if if um, Teddy, Teddy doesn't go over the line, he can punch a forty-five. Whereas you know, the wingers could score a hundred, and Latchell could score sort of sixty, just kicking goals, mate. So I reckon Mitchell would be the less risky one, risky C option if you had to choose between those. Yeah, I guess it's just Teddy's floor is generally still higher, even with the goal kicking. But yeah, I mean Mitchell could have a big one. He could throw up one of his tons where he scores a double and runs over some people. The um, the Raiders' defence really on both sides, but particularly the. The um the Blake Austin Lay Lewis side is really bad, so there's a couple of roosters that might have a big day out. I reckon that this one's gonna be high scoring. And yeah. I reckon it's gonna be thirty six to eighteen the roosters, and I might even consider the C T still. I have to think about it. Thirty six eighteen is that all eh? That's all. Well, you're a better man than me, mate. <laughs> All right, well, that's the last game of the round and probably, I reckon, one of the better super coach games as well. I'm pretty happy with the Roosters players I've got for that one. I reckon that'll get me through on one of my cash clubs next week. I'd be starting all the Roosters guys. Um, surely, even though you don't know what's going on in this one, Billy, you'd start your Roosters players. Yeah, yeah you would, mate. They're, they're, um, they're doing well this year. They're, they're just uh, private themselves for the finals, mate. Yep, yep. All right, well, that wraps up everything, Billy. I hope that you have the number one score by the end of this weekend and we're going to check in on that to see where you ended up. <laughs> I'll try, man. I'll certainly try. Thanks for having me on again, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Billy. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can download us as normal on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can also stream us. Uh, follow on Twitter at NRL underscore SC underscore All Stars. Uh, certainly share it around and stuff. Um, been getting some really good feedback lately, which is really nice. Um, the better the feedback is, the easier it is for us to keep keep 
keep plugging along and keep doing it and keep trying to bring the podcast up. So thanks for that. Uh, good luck on all the head-to-head finals this week. If you've got the week off, good for you. If you don't, hopefully you get through. Cheers, guys.